Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully, coming to you once again with an early rising crypto update. How we doing, YouTube world, New Money Matrix podcast. Um, today's update is coming from the Bank of Hodlers um, medium page, and it's a story of money and the future of banking. For those who don't know what Bank of Hodlers is, it is a new banking protocol that allows you to hodl um, a number of different cryptocurrencies in exchange for an interest rate of anywhere between 5 and 7% respectively um, per annum. Now you're also able to borrow against the assets that you place within your account on the Bank of Hodler's pl uh, platform. Now this is a story that was brought forth May 6th. It's about a five minute read. Um, I have read this one previously so it was something that i think i wanted to uh bring to the family it's real interesting so without further ado let's get on to the story it goes on to state we live in a world where most of us store our wealth in digitized or soon to be digitized assets like money in the bank mutual funds stocks or real estate now i'm gonna stop right there and pinpoint something that they stated they said most of the wealth is digitized assets like money in the bank. What we have to understand and understand is that when you give paper instruments to the bank, it doesn't actually go in there and just sit there and wait for you to come back and get it. Those are just physical representations of the account keeping that is done, the um, checks and balances within the banking system. There's no actual money per se within the system. It goes on to state, you probably have a financial advisor guiding you through your investments, a manager from your bank who helps you stay on top of your mortgage payments, and a government that prints money responsibly to not devalue your lifetime of savings. But what is the guarantee that the bank manager or your financial advisor has your best interests at heart instead of their own fee and commissions? Your contract explicitly states that they are not responsible for your loss, even as they verbally assure you otherwise. How do you know that the digital assets won't be hacked or stolen or even taken by fraud? Governments fall all the time or change their monetary policies. And your currency today can literally have no value tomorrow. Take, for example, the recent case in Venezuela. And they got a couple of trending uh, articles. Um, how the blockchain technology is taking gambling industry to a new level. Beyond crypto, applying blockchain to different spheres of life. Beginners to experts, the five must know from the crypto master, Moshim Jamil, and a crypto that will pay you. We go on to state in the article, as it pertains to Venezuela. As of October 2018, Venezuela's annual inflation rates have crossed 60,324%. I'm going to say that again. Their annual inflation rate of the currency that the country uses have crossed 60,324%. This can be attributed to corruption and a collapsing oil industry in the country, which how do you collapse something that is plentiful? Um, interesting, interesting. The new economic policies brought up by the government haven't attributed to much, and the inflation rate continues to be on the rise. How do you know that this will not happen in your country sometime in the future? Every government is one bad leader away from this. To find out solutions to these issues, we have to dive into the details of how banking evolved. A brief on the evolution of banking. As early as the 2nd century BC, 
people could people who could save money started lending them out to people who could borrow and pay back with interest. Banking as an industry thrived in Italy, which was introduced from the Moors, and grew with the expansion of the Roman Empire. During the 20th century, the developments in telecommunication and computing caused major changes to the way banks operate, letting banks dramatically increase in size and geographical spread. Traditional banks started investigating methods of delivering limited online services with the purpose of reducing operating costs. This led to a lot of online services being made instantaneous. Although this improved transaction speed and cost, it opened up many vulnerabilities such as hacks, thefts, and fraudulent transactions. This is mainly since banks had still retained their basic model of physical transaction. Large amounts of documentation and paperwork were still deemed necessary to rectify and mature transactions, excuse me, and protect transactions. According to this, the lack of transparency remained. Fast forward to 2007, and the bank's recklessness caused a financial crisis, or a crash, depending on how you look at it, of 2007 to 2008, forcing the failure of many banks, including some of the world's largest banks, which is another interesting topic. When we look at today's um, current economic plight and how the banks are operating and certain statutes, laws, acts that have been put in place since then that I don't think the American people are privy to. It goes on to state, the taxpayer bailed out the biggest banks. I'm going to say that again. The taxpayer. The taxpayer bailed out the banks. So you bailed out the individuals that you give your money to hold for safekeeping, thus giving them the status of too big to fail. This label gives them the fallback that no matter how irresponsible they are, these citizens, employees of the nation, will pay, them, pay for them to thrive. The government let the banks live by infusing $1.2 trillion of the taxpayers' money into a handful of banks and in turn created the need wave of innovation in a community for blockchain and the concept of de decentralization to thrive. The Internet of Money. In 2009, something incredible happened. Satoshi Nakamoto released his white paper which removed the need for a centralized authority to facilitate transactions in a purely peer-to-peer -peer and decentralized fashion and making truly beneficial for every user holding the currency. Bitcoin is the first system of money that isn't controlled by a centralized entity. It was the first, most popular application of the blockchain technology. And the highlight of this technology was to create a, operate, was to create a system on trust. Excuse me, a system operated on trust. Keynote, keyword, trust. Without the need for a centralized authority. Bitcoin, having built on this framework remove the need for a centralized bank for the provision of financial services. The framework shed light on the fact that while financial services are necessary, financial institutions aren't. Interesting. Although the technology provides the necessary means to change how banks and financial institutions are ran, it is still nascent and very complex for people to actually use. We are still in the early stages of blockchain. Although major issues is the volatility another major issue excuse me another major issue is the volatility of the space the sudden rise and fall in the price of bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies has lured away many potential investors 
as well as firms from investing in this space. This, in turn, affects adoption, making it difficult for two parties to accept payments and transactions. The potential of this system to remove the need for banks and governing bodies has made it difficult for Bitcoin to overcome regulatory hurdles. Many governments and banks don't want to let go of the control of funds and, in turn, the power. He who holds and controls the money controls the world. Or some quote like that, I believe one of the Rothschilds stated. Um, the way we solve for this is to ensure that there is a system that works without the need for every entity or person to accept Bitcoin today. The way we solve this, I'm going to say this again. For this to ensure that there's a system that works without the need for every entity or person to accept Bitcoin today. So Bank of Hodlers is trying to find a middle ground between divisions of Bitcoin and the actual prevailing situation of regulatory hurdles, low network effects in blockchain solutions, etc. The goal is to facilitate mass uses of financial services, enabled and made better by the blockchain technology in a decentralized manner wherever possible. We plan on achieving this by offering crypto-backed financial services that will eliminate inefficiencies and the lack of transparency, which comes with central authorities. And you can read more about Bank of Hodlers, if you so choose. We are one step, away, we are one step ahead of achieving our goal. We are live with our asset-backed lending platform, where you can earn interest on your cryptocurrencies and take a loan using your crypto as collateral. You can experience all that from their platform. And I will leave a link in the description of the video. Um, I hope this video was helpful um, for some. I do have a couple more updates coming through by way of Bank of Hodlers. And I'll be doing a more in-depth tutorial video very soon. So stay on the lookout for that. Um, until the next video, until the next podcast, this is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. I am out of here.